This is the Crescent Project, bringing you powerful teaching, testimony, and truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join Him in this kingdom work. I'm Matt Bonner, and I serve as a regional director with the Crescent Project, a national Christian ministry focused on equipping the church to share the gospel with Muslims. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. And welcome to Crescent Project Radio. Today we're blessed to have on the show with us Fouad Mastri, founder and CEO of Crescent Project. Fouad is a third-generation pastor and has a contagious passion for sharing the love of Christ with Muslims and has spent most of his life doing just that. He was born and raised in war-torn Beirut, Lebanon, and has really has a unique perspective for the American church uh, in this important endeavor. He holds a bachelor's degree in mass communication and a master's degree in Islamic studies. Fouad is also an accomplished author and lecturer. He's written a number of books, and he speaks across the nation and around the world. So, Fouad, welcome to the program. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking time to be with us today. Thanks, Matt. Great to be with you. Fouad is our current featured author of the month at Crescent Project, having just released his new book, Connecting with Muslims, A Guide to Communicating Effectively, which we're going to get into today. So let's jump right in with the book. Uh, Fouad, tell us about the basis uh, for this new book and how it came about. Yeah, thanks, Matt. You know, we have a great praise to God for his uh, guidance, blessing, protection. Uh, when we started Crescent Project, we didn't have all these resources, but we praise the Lord. Uh, God helped me finish the first one called Ambassadors to Muslims. And then we did the Bridges DVD study on how Christians can connect with Muslims. And this is a third uh, resource called Connecting with Muslims, a, a guide for effective communication. And the uniqueness of this book is to help Christians begin a conversation and end the conversation. It's very important to start a conversation with a Muslim on the right foot, mm-hmm. but also we need to know how to end the conversation. Uh, and many times when we are talking to Muslims, if uh, we have fear or sometimes hesitancy to start, so this book is written to give courage faith for people to start a conversation, and then also how to end it in a way that the Muslim is interested to know more, and if they meet another Muslim, they're interested to talk more about the uniqueness of Jesus and why he is the Savior of the world. Great. That sounds really helpful. Sounds like something we really need uh, when it comes to communicating with uh, Muslims. Now, prior to this, uh, you mentioned you know the Ambassadors to Muslims, uh, the book about building bridges to the gospel, which was released, I believe it was 2011. Now, that book was really successful and, and certainly important for communicating your perspective and your philosophy and you know just a lot of experience that you've had in reaching Muslims. So talk to us about how this new book differs from that one and, and what, what can readers expect to find. Yes, in Ambassadors to Muslims, we kind of set the stage on what is happening today, not only among believers— there's a chapter called Crisis in the Church, but also what's happening among Muslims. Today, the Muslim world is unraveling. It's, there is a crisis that is a religious crisis, a social crisis, a political crisis. Muslim countries are struggling, not only economically, but socially. They cannot create a society that functions where there is diversity or even equality or even freedom. So we set the stage, and we talked a little bit about basics for people to think in their attitude on how to begin a conversation, how to end the conversation. Also, with connecting with Muslims, we went a little bit deeper. The first section of the book is witnessing like the Messiah. We took the Messiah Jesus 
and used him as an, our model and example, how he talked to people from different backgrounds, from different religious groups, from different points of, li- of a view of life. We took that and we made a principles, the first part on what does Jesus want us to do when you meet someone who's from another faith, especially if they're Muslim. What are the basic steps? What are the, uh, if you want to say, the transitions that we can learn from our Messiah, Jesus, on talking with a Muslim? Sure. The second part is using uh, seven common questions that Muslims ask, and using those questions as a way to build bridges, to take these similar concepts and build a bridge between the Muslim mind and the Christian faith. Mm, Wow, that sounds awesome. Uh, I can imagine uh, how difficult it was to narrow down those seven questions. I mean, was that, or was it fairly easy? I guess it, there's probably, a, I know there's a lot of questions, but how hard was it to, to narrow it down to those seven questions? <laughs> yes, thank you. That's a very good point, Matt, because as you go across the Muslim world, from Morocco all the way to Central Asia, and now Muslims are spread out in Western countries. Yes, it's true, there are different questions. You could say there's maybe, you can come up with 15 or 20 common questions. Sure. The reason I narrowed them down to seven, since 1979, since I started reaching out, these are common questions that come up even when I was talking to Muslims in Spain or Muslims in Morocco or Muslims in, you know, in Toledo, Ohio or, or in uh, Los Angeles, California. These are the seven common questions and they are the ones that will always come up. Mm-hmm. They're very important for us to answer because one of them is dealing with the concept of eternity. Mm-hmm. That always comes up. Another one is who died on the cross. It, there's a common fallacy today that Jesus did not die, but someone else died. Mm-hmm. So they always have that question, so who really died on the cross? We're bringing that up as a way to bridge the gospel. A third question is on uh, Jesus, the son of Mary. Most Muslims today believe that they know Jesus, son of Mary. And uh, the question comes up by saying, so who is Jesus? Who is the true Christ? What does the Bible describe him? And is the Bible, is the Jesus in the Quran and the Bible uh, description of Jesus the same? So we kind of bring that up in that uh, question. And then the fourth one is why we need to die, why did Jesus have to die? We cover that in the sense of dealing with the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. And then uh, another question, is Muhammad in the Bible? There's been a uh, rumor going around in Canada. Uh, uh, there's a professor in Canada kinda wrote a small book on it. The idea that Muhammad was mentioned in the Bible, but somehow we changed the Bible to get rid of Muhammad's name in the Bible. So we respond to that question in a way that's bridging the gospel. And then uh, lastly, there is a book written in the 14th century called The Gospel of Barnabas mm-hmm. in Gil Barnaba. And uh, not everybody know about it, but it's common for Moroccans and Algerians, and some parts of Saudi Arabia, some parts of Iran, some parts of Turkey. People know about it either because they heard it in a, in a sermon by an imam or, uh, as the case in Tehran, uh, the president of Iran published in Gil Barnaba and distributed as a way to make it murky mm-hmm. on what is the true Bible. And so we respond to the Injil Barnaba directly on the concept of that is a, it's a book that's written later, and the writer definitely was not a follower of Jesus or even a contemporary of Jesus. So this book should not be considered authentic. Um, 
these questions in the book are designed in two steps. One, we de- define the question uh, and what is the Islamic view of the question. And then number two is what is the Christian view and how do we respond? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we respond? It, the way we respond is very important because that's the steps. That's where we follow the the uh, model of the Messiah Jesus on how to respond. Like when he was asked by a Roman uh, uh, centurion or by the Samaritan woman or by, you know, um, a, 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 a Matthew the tax collector or Zacchaeus, any time that we see Jesus respond to these questions. So we take that as a model, and in the second part of the book, we take these questions and how to respond to them in a way that is biblical and in a way that is effective to communicate to Muslims. Wow, that's awesome. So it sounds like uh, not only is it about just uh, communicating effectively, but also uh, it seems like it's it's um, some apologetics as well for answering those questions and, the, and those objections. Yes, I call it conversational apologetics. <laughs> as you're talking, sure. <laughs> as you're talking, then you're weaving in these apologetics so that you lift the veil. The idea is lifting the veil of their eyes to see what God has for us in the Bible and in the Scriptures. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, what do you think then? I mean, we, when we talk about obstacles, what what do you think is the biggest obstacle for Christians communicating effectively with Muslims? What What's the biggest one? Well, there's a couple of things. One, the first one is our own attitude. And in the book, uh, this book and every book we come up with, whether it's Bridges Study or, or Masters or any, anything, if people know about Crescent Project, our biggest push is changing the heart. Our heart inside of God mm-hmm. and um, our heart in response to Muslims. So that's number one obstacle. Always change the heart. Mm. We are believers in Jesus. We love God, and that's why we want to reach out to Muslims. But the second thing, the other obstacle, is sometimes Christians don't know how. They don't have the tools. They have the desire, but they don't know how to do it. So these, this is where our books and resources come in, especially connecting with Muslims, because it gives a handle a tool for people to know what to do when they meet a Muslim. Uh, from the first section, and how to begin a conversation, what to say, how to end it, and then from the second section, now they're ready with, with any of these questions. They can be effective. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I uh, I can't wait to get to my I can't wait to get my own copy for it. <laughs> so I look forward to uh, I look forward to getting into the book. Now, what um, what kind of feedback have you gotten so far? Now, this was just released, right? Just recently. Yeah, it just came out in May. Basically, the printer had it done with InterVarsity Press uh, the last week of April. It is available at crescentproject.org in the resource center and uh, for sure at the InterVarsity Press website. Great, but. Um, the response have been one that's very practical. Uh, two, we heard a lot of response that, you know, they feel that it's equipping people, that it is something they can share in their small groups and with their students and other fellow workers. So that's the feedback we've gotten. And really, really, we're hoping that a lot of churches, a lot of small groups, a lot of uh, campus groups will use this book to train their, their uh, members to reach out to Muslims. Sure, yeah. Sounds like another great uh, uh, tool to add to the toolbox that uh, that Crescent Project offers. That's great. Well, um, 
speaking from a from a uh, from a you know maybe a wider perspective, what what do you personally hope to accomplish? You know, with the book, certainly you mentioned uh, to be used by small groups, but you know, when you think about the book and uh, the other books you've written, uh, what can you tell me about you know your hope for the book? Also, what I'm hoping from the book to happen is I'd like to see it go overseas. I'd like to see people across the planet using this book as a tool to study, to um, share with others. It's already available as an e-book. Yeah, I'm putting it into, into audiobook, so I think that will help with people using it. Uh, the other thing, my push is I would like to have the church talk about the issue of sharing the gospel with Muslims. Sure. Today, many churches and many Christians avoid the discussion by covering it under the idea of, well, end times, well, politics, well, you know, uh, maybe it's not time for Muslims. We use these excuses. And the first chapter in the book is called Myths, Myths that we believe about reaching Muslims. And so uh, these are myths. Jesus demands from us to share the gospel, demands from us to share the gospel with everybody. And today, one out of six people on this earth is from a Muslim background. So why not bring that issue up to the forefront and say, well, not everybody is going to share the gospel. We know that. Not all our time is going to be sharing the gospel, but we have an issue here. There's 1.2 billion Muslims have never heard. Why not connect with Muslims to share the gospel? Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to accomplish is I want to make sure that talking to Muslims about Jesus becomes an issue that's on the table in every church, in every Bible study, that this is one of the things we do as believers. This is not the only thing we do, but this is one of the things that we do. We love Muslims into a relationship with Jesus Christ as a Savior. Sure, absolutely. Well, and it seems to me that it'll it'll become more and more relevant uh, as as pastors and spiritual leaders across the country realize uh, how many Muslims really are here in America and how much they're um, integrating into society uh, from around from around the world. Really, uh, the refugees, international students, uh, converts, business people, all throughout the country. And I think that it'll become more and more relevant to them. Uh, especially when you say you know you mentioned one of one out of six uh, people on the planet uh, that's pretty striking when you think about it that way uh so i agree there's no reason not to have this conversation and to prepare people to to be communicating effectively with muslims so i i'm excited about this book and uh i want to go back to something you mentioned earlier you mentioned um you know the obstacles that we as christians have you know when talking to muslims and you mentioned you know the heart issue uh that people have you know with t- just with talking to muslims and then also just the, the tools you know they they feel like they don't have the tools how much would you say uh just kind of your your own perspective and experience over the years what would you say what percentage of that first problem you know the heart issue what percentage of the of the two do you think is is the greater problem you know the, the heart issue or the tools <laughs> which one do you, would you say i'm just curious uh, that's a, yeah. Um, you know, I'll try to I'll try to give you a quantifiable answer on this, but let me share with you on this part. Since '79, I found that even people who fixed the hard issue, they are not involved mm-hmm. because they don't have the tools, mm-hmm. or they got involved and they fell flat on their face because they did not have the tools. So, if I would personally, I would like connecting with Muslims. Because it equips the reader. It doesn't only say to the reader, you have to get involved. Mm-hmm. It equips you so that uh, you can have a successful experience with a Muslim that increases your desire to share with them. 
Sure. And that's what I'd like to quantify it that way. That because you know, from my experience, I discovered that not only you change the heart if they don't know how to do it. Sometimes that emotional passion for Christ that they've already said I need to be compassionate to Muslims, share with them. Well, they end up sharing with them without the right tools, and they fall flat on their face. So the negative that comes out of that is again affirming to them that well, Muslims are hard. Muslims are unreachable, Muslims are not interested. What we're trying to do with the book is not only change the heart by saying these are your tools, so as you communicate with your Muslim friend, you will have an effective communication. And that's our success. When you are effectively communicating, regardless of their response, then Christians get more excited about sharing the gospel with Muslims. And I think that's where I'd like to see us equip the church, give them these tools. So connecting with Muslims becomes a tool. There is mobilization, but it's an equipping tool so people have an effective way to communicate and then share with other believers how to do it. And now we have what we call you know, a multiplying factor where people are saying, you know, hey, that was a great experience. I, I used the method of Jesus and it had so much you know, success in it and I just want other people to come. And we define success as sharing the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit, leaving the results to God. Mm. So for us, success is that we completely connected with our Muslim friends on the heart issues and the mind issues and these questions that come up, where once you answer those, it lifts the veil for them to see what is going on in the faith that is the Jesus faith, the faith that Jesus is our Redeemer. Mm. Wow, that's powerful, absolutely. And I think that's so important, too, because I think a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, have this um, they have this fear that they have to be, um, you know, experts in Islam or, or have, have their Ph.D. in Islamic studies to be able to, to talk to Muslims and, and to be able to have the conversations. And, of course, we know that's not true. And uh, it is God's business, as you as you're alluding to here, that, you know, it's our success as a ministry, of course, is, is just the effective communication and, and sharing of, of the hope that we have, you know, and sharing that the, that great truth and, and letting letting God do the rest and, and relying on the Holy Spirit. So I, I appreciate you mentioning that because it's so important, and I think it goes a long way, uh, and I'm sure as you've seen, to help people overcome that heart issue and overcome that fear, you know, of reaching out to Muslims and talking to them in the first place. So uh, I love... Um, I love our emphasis on that, you know, just just that we're just ambassadors, and it's not our business uh, to to be converting anyone, but it's God's business. So I so I really appreciate that. Talk for just a few minutes, Fouad. We have a few minutes left. Uh, talk for just just a minute or two about what you're seeing uh, happening across the Muslim world. I mean, it's it's uh, clearly on one hand you mentioned earlier, you know, it's 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 falling apart and it's just in a lot of. Uh, chaos. But on the other hand, uh, God is really at work. Talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing in the Muslim world with respect to God's move. Yes, spiritually speaking right now, we're seeing uh, Muslims having dreams and visions. We're seeing Muslims get helped by Christian groups and Christian people, and they're asking questions, they're listening. We're seeing Muslims uh, taking uh, a step of faith and being baptized. Uh, we're hearing of families being baptized. We're hearing of group baptisms. Mm. And so we are trusting the Lord for a people movement. And I'll pray for our listeners to join us in praying for multiplication of evangelism in the Muslim world and multiplication of Muslims who are getting saved. Even in the last couple of weeks, we are hearing reports that Muslims become believers. They're becoming the best evangelists. They're taking the gospel to their friends, 
family members, neighborhoods, and saying that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the only hope we have. And so that's exciting. I mean, with the news coming out of the Middle East being so grim and, uh, you know, uh, sad and and, uh, doesn't give a lot of hope, we're seeing that, spiritually speaking, the news is that there is hope. People are becoming believers. Mm -hmm. And we're trusting for him. A people movement. We have not reached a people movement level, but really I'm praying for that. Uh, we're seeing good news out of Morocco, Algeria, Egypt, uh, uh, Tunisia, uh, the Arabian Gulf, Iran, uh, Turkey. So we're excited about that. But we just need to pray for a, a huge people movement so that majority of the people in these countries or a big sizable group will become people who are following Jesus. Mm, mm. Amen. Amen. Well, that's exciting to hear. It truly is. And uh, it's it certainly uh, uh, is an encouragement for everyone who is interested in, in reaching Muslims or, or who's already involved. It's such a because this is God's business and it's a wonderful time to be a part. In fact, it's the best time to be a part of, of this endeavor. So that is great to hear. Well, tell us quickly uh, as, we, as we kind of uh, start to close out here, what, what other books should we be looking for uh, from you, Fouad, in the future? I know you're always writing, and I'm amazed that you find time to write these books. I don't know how you do it uh, with, <laughs> with how much you're speaking around the, the country and traveling around the world. How do you have time? Well, tell us tell us about some other books that you've got. I know you've I've had a few other books that, that are, have come out recently. Is that right? Yes. Um, you know, uh, some of these books, you know, sorry to say, they've been written for a while. We never had the time to uh, <laughs> put them together. So we praise God that we did. Right. Uh, also found the right uh, uh, companies and ministries who will help us, uh, you know, edit them and publish them. So we're really thankful for University Press. It's sure. great working with them. And uh, we are submitting a new proposal. It's going to be a book on the Quran mm. and understanding of the Quran. Mm-hmm. In that. So that's one of the books. Also, uh, um, it's a little bit in the work still, is a comparison between the Quran and the Bible. That's also another book in the list. And then uh, the book on the basic foundational beliefs of Christians, written from a way that a uh, Middle Eastern person can understand. Wow. So these are a few of the books. Also, we're working on a uh, part two and part three of the Bridges DVD study. So uh, we should be, uh, you know, getting more into producing these things in the next few months. Wow, that's exciting. Awesome. And of course, the new Bridges, the updated version of Bridges is, is, has just been released, right? Or is it just is it being released now? Yes, 2014. Uh, it's an expanded edition of Bridges and um, it will be, uh, it is available at our bookstore basically in the next few weeks. But uh, it's exciting for people to know that we've added more testimonies from people across the Middle East, and that's exciting. Sure. Uh, there's not much change in the material. The material stayed the same, but the testimonies kind of, we added more into uh, the Bridges DVD study. Excellent, excellent. And, of course, we can find all those on uh, crescentproject.org as our website. So go to that website and uh, look for the resources page. And uh, while that's exciting, Fouad, I'm, I'm grateful for the work that you put into this new book and all the, these other books you're working on. And we so appreciate you spending time with us today, and we look forward to uh, to t- taking out this book. And uh, Fouad, I just want to ask if you would, uh, if you wouldn't mind, just closing for us, uh, closing out the show with a prayer for us today. Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this honor and privilege to call you Abba Father. We thank you that we can do this because of Jesus. Lord, uh, we know that millions of people have not even heard that they can call you up. We pray with you, Holy Spirit, that you give us a commitment and a passion to follow Jesus. 
in that they give us a compassion to love Muslims for a relationship with Christ. Father, we pray and we ask. You said to ask and we will receive. We are asking that you open the door wide for many Muslims to hear the good news of Jesus and make a decision for him. Lord, you ask us to bless and not to curse. And Lord, we pray that you bless Muslims. Bless them everywhere. Bless them with the true blessing of knowing Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And Lord, in this last days, we ask that the believers in Christ will multiply, that the believers in Christ will mature and grow, that the believers in Christ will take a stand and shine our light in this dark generation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And once again, this is the Crescent Project, bringing you powerful teaching, testimony, and truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join him in this kingdom work. I'm Matt Bonner, and I serve as a regional director with the Crescent Project, a national Christian ministry focused on equipping the church to share the gospel with Muslims. We believe we have a hope worth sharing. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. We hope you join us again next time on the Crescent Project.